Hello, welcome back to New Rockstar's Debrief. I'm Eric Voss, and joining me today are Sam Basher. Oh, hello. Maud Garrett. That's me. And Philip Molina. I forgot what I sound like. Oh. You look like. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. Well, he's back. The Fab Four is back. This is exciting. Today we're Fab. talking about the Avengers Endgame movie and the new Avengers Fallen cast photos and what they tell us about the cast of this movie and a clue spotted in an Endgame featurette that came out. Also, the Game of Thrones finale and how it will diverge from George R. R. Martin's books. We're also talking about Zack Snyder's uh, defense of Batman's <laughs> right to kill. And uh, we, look ahead, you know, we look ahead at the Eternals, which will be a part of MCU Phase 4. we got some news about that this week. Um, also, some other news. Cool. Oh. Yeah. If you uh, listen to this right now as a podcast, you might notice today that we got brand new cover art. Real fancy little design wow. there. I did it. So I will appreciate the <laughs> well uh, compliment <laughs> that you send to me on Twitter. Uh, the, that change is actually to coordinate with our even bigger announcement today. Westeros Weekly is coming back starting oh. Monday. Whoa. This time it's also going to be a podcast. Yay, Yay. Devin with the surprise sound effects. Uh, scaring the hell out of me. Uh, you can subscribe right now on Apple Podcasts or the Himalaya app where you can actually submit questions to us so that we can answer them on the show uh, or subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're actually going to get into more detail about our Game of Thrones podcast coverage. Something really exciting about it. We'll do yeah. it later when we talk about Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh, let's get started with our lead story. Oh yeah, uh, what'd you hear? We are one month out from Avengers yeah. Endgame and Marvel has released 32 posters. Each one features a different Avengers character. Now half the posters are in full color and they show survivors of Thanos' snap, the living, uh, the people who are still alive at the end of Infinity War. But the other half are in black and white and they show the dead and or dusted. Each poster has mm. the phrase, Avenge the Fallen, written over the character's face. Now these posters confirm some big news for us. First that Wong and Valkyrie Woo. are among the survivors of the snap and they're going to be part of this story. We figured they were because we didn't see him die. But another character we didn't see wow. die who is among the black and white ones is Shuri, sister to Black Panther, T'Challa. She's in black and white, meaning she must have dusted or died somewhere off screen. Boo. And in the Chinese version of the new Endgame poster, you can actually see her standing among the fallen characters. So that's double confirmation. Um, mm. Now, I made a whole other video about Shuri. So go check that out if you haven't already. Uh, different ways that she could have died. Did we actually see her death in Infinity War, but it didn't look like her death uh, at the time? Or are there other reasons why they may be saving that footage? Is it something that we're going to see in Endgame? Mm. But here's the larger question to be answered, and that's who is in this movie? Who exactly is the cast of this movie? Yes. Well, here's the deal. Everyone will obviously show up in this movie in some way, right? Whether they get resurrected, maybe we flash back to them when they were still alive. But the question of who is alive and who will be actively participating in the plot mm. for the bulk of this movie? Who's going to be driving the story? Now, obviously, all the OG Avengers, the original six, are there. Plus, you got Okoye joining them and Rocket. Captain Marvel's joining the mix. Apparently, Valkyrie. M'Baku's still alive. Uh, Wong is still alive. Happy mm -hmm. Hogan. Pepper Potts. Not Shuri, though. Shuri's dead. I'm not pretty sure. That's a mod joke. <laughs> 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 She's like, dang it. Uh, but uh, who else? Now, a lot of you guys have been sending me screenshots of IMDb, Philip mentioned a second ago. And you send these, you'll email them or, or tweet them at me. Uh, news about Ty Simpkins. That was a kid from Iron Man 3. He's in Jurassic World as well. But he played Harley, the boy who uh, bonds with Tony Stark in that movie. Also, Catherine Langford has been rumored to be part of this story. And uh, someone went on IMDb, I guess one of the actors or extras on the movie, credited 
credited themselves on IMDb as 70 scientists. Now, a lot of you guys have been tweeting that out saying, oh, does that, is that proof of time travel? Does this mean the Avengers are going to go back to the 1970s? Maybe meet with Howard Stark, who was active during that time? Does this mean that Tony could have a flashback using his barf technology to when he was a boy with his father, like oh. he did in Civil yeah, War? <laughs> or is it just wrong? Because here's something that you guys all just need to keep in mind. IMDb, for a movie that has not come out yet, is not confirmed. It is, as of right now, still inaccurate in a lot of ways. It's crowdsourced, yeah, right? It's Wikipedia. Like, yeah. It's Wikipedia. People can. It's even less edited and less monitored than Wikipedia is. Which, if you try to change something on a Wikipedia page, like when Philip changed the page <laughs> of Moonface to have my face on it, <laughs> they get on that right away. You can't refresh. No, that thing lasted like a year. They're like, oh yeah, that seems legit. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the anybody can change that stuff. And the reason why they don't edit it is the editors at IMDb don't know any. More than people who are part of the movie or actors who are on the set for a day, who is and who is in that movie, and what character they were playing. So they don't they don't change it yet. So that's why you can go on IMDb and see Type Simpkins and and that stuff. Actors will just put that in there themselves. And IMDb was the one who broke the news that Ty Simpkins was going to be in it. So it's not confirmed, but it's not not confirmed either. It's just we don't know. Anyway, even with these possible additions, the question I'm, I'm curious to know from you guys: There's about half as many characters in Avengers Endgame as there were in Avengers and. Infinity War, courtesy of Thanos. Thanks, bud. Now, do we think that this will make this a better movie, uh, having a smaller, more condensed cast? Was Thanos onto something, at least when it comes to screenwriting and story structure? You look like a moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am dying right now to go and check. I need to go and look at the Wikipedia. Uh, it's not there anymore. Now. I have to know, though. Sorry. Uh, I'm for sorry. our audio listeners, Eric's Don't face describe is my face. <laughs> do not describe my face. <laughs> audio listeners, please, you have your phone out. Oh go God. and check this really face. Right. He's not currently the representative of Moonface. I'm just there. thinking Jorah's mask, and you're just like <laughs> zooming down. Onto the you know, guys, uh, this is bullying, but I feel good that we're doing boot. it in person and not, <laughs> not cyber. It's punching up. The uh, <laughs> 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 our listeners at home have been using their imagination to picture this handsome devil. Mm. Uh, yeah, and you're painting a horrible picture. Mm. We yeah. shattered All that right, illusion. So the question is: uh, Did Thanos do a good job for the movie yeah. by making less people be? Do in we the think movie? Endgame will be better off, especially since the Russos have said they're more of an ensemble group, and having so many people in the first movie forced them to make it Thanos' story and scatter the rest well, of the characters. And keep in mind, I mean, it, they actually did the smartest thing that I could have ever imagined. Uh, and honestly, Civil War could have benefited from this. They made Thanos the protagonist of Infinity War so that they could focus on him. And if you think about any uh, either, not just feature film, but any epic story, uh, just in from even Greek mythology, you follow one person, their hero, they have their goal and they go through change and they meet people along the way. Well, Thanos, he has his goal. We, he deals with people along the way, but he's the one who has a fully realized arc. They nailed it with that, so they can do it with more people. Now it's the fact that, okay, so Thanos is going to go on the side. Let's make a whole group the star again. And yeah, they do got to pare down. Yeah. As a, maybe a comparison to the other Russo movies that they've made, the Russo Brother movies, like with Captain America Winter Soldier, that's Cap's story. You get to learn about Winter Soldier and you get to learn what his place is in a modern society and how things have changed and how his perspective on politics and himself in how he fits into everything, it changes. But in uh, the second movie, you're able to see that like they could take like Iron Man, somebody who's had 19,000 movies that he's been the star of, and now you can kind of turn him and allow him to be an antagonist. So in, in a way, with Infinity War and 
Endgame, you now set up Thanos, you give him a full movie, and you allowed him to kind of take a back seat when it comes to the sequel of Endgame and uh, allow the heroes to kind of take more of a center stage and just go up against him because you know what Thanos' whole deal is now. You don't have mm. to you don't have to yeah. establish him is what I'm trying to say I like they did in Winter Soldier. Yeah, you have to establish Thanos because he's the new player here and we've had so many other movies. We understand who these characters are and now they get to have their hero moment. I totally agree with you. At the same time, I think there's a reason why this movie is over three hours long now because <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of goodbyes or doing justice to these characters. Obviously, some of these heroes need a little bit more screen time, but it has to be kind of like evenly delivered throughout them all mm-hmm. and there's a lot there yeah, yeah. I, I also think that um even even for three hours i think they still won't go very much into anybody who's gone like even let's say mm-hmm. midpoint everybody comes back or something i still i don't think that's going to happen i think they're going to focus on the people that are uh, left behind because that's the more interesting story right that's the left behind series that's the leftovers that's yeah. what do you do in that world that's devastated versus like hey where you guys been like we don't really need to catch up on mm. nothing right i agree three hours do we think that's too much story there never never <laughs> never, 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 they, never i think they've earned it after 22 yeah. hours no excuse me triple that like yeah uh, that they've they've earned it oh, yeah but it's also have you been walking out in the middle of each Marvel movie <laughs> like, i have uh-oh. places to be <laughs> um no you know they earn it but man boy howdy that's <laughs> they're trying us they better better wind the next movie Spider-Man home, uh, Far From Home is one hour. There you go. It's about 15 minutes. <laughs> you can go ahead and get out from there. Yeah, I want it on two VHS tapes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Titanic yeah, or Pearl exactly. Harbor style. Oh, yeah. yeah. The uh, As long as they fill all that time. I mean, Lord of the Rings had, was a huge ensemble movie. Mm-hmm. Each of those chapters were, and they I feel like they felt it. Uh, they, they felt it, and they filled it, <laughs> and I was satisfied. They filmed it. All I, 80 of those endings for Return of the King. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's ex- that's the better example. In yeah. my head, I did, in high school, I did uh, choir, and at the la- and the senior show, you do, uh, you do a big good by so everyone comes out and does their like heartfelt like this is why I love this oh. program and you're like oh my god this show should have been an hour and a half it is now 10 p.m. on a school night and I want to go home yeah like, I just don't need Hank Pym to get a real heartfelt yeah. like no how, good. Hey, good to have you back dude yeah. now I want to ask you guys do you think there's any significance to the direction that the actors are facing in the pictures now if you're listening to this on podcast uh, go check out online the, the different directions of each of these posters most of them uh, of the living characters we're talking about are facing the same same way, but some of them are looking in the opposite direction. All the black and white ones are looking in the same direction. The living ones, we have Ant-Man, Bruce Banner, Okoye, and Captain Marvel are all looking to the right. I mean, it's it's obvious, right? The, so if they're, the left is like our normal people, the right, you're a scroll. Oh. Because oh. oh. they don't know them rules. <laughs> they don't know where to look. Or they assigned yeah, exactly. each poster to a different photo editor and they didn't horizontally flip it. Oh. <laughs> unlikely. That's unlikely. Uh, that's, that'll be a fun um, clue for our Skull Search yeah. series. <laughs> you can really see though how nice and slender and non-moon-like all these faces are. You just check out, look up these uh, look, look at these face. horribly thin faces. <laughs> yeah. These mutants. These freaks. Yeah. <laughs> Someone on Reddit, I believe, um, made all these into like a flip book photo, Samuel were telling me about mm-hmm. how like shout out to panda underscore hat yeah maybe time. we can put a link to that or something in the show notes yeah it looks really cool and then the middle one is gamora looking right down the barrel of the lens of the camera so is there a reason why she's looking into our yeah, hearts why gamora no but they're why? looking towards <laughs> something the imminent threat yeah i do kind of think that right it's like there it's it's a complete full vision like the, the full field full vision. of vision yeah, the field of vision and a vision. Is that uh, like a baseball field where visions come back to play with the family to yeah. save the farm? Oh, I'm vision, sorry, has, I'm too young to get that reference. <laughs> has vision been in any of these posters? 
Am I blind? Yeah, he's, he's right up there. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I have just missed that the whole yeah. time. He there he is. It's probably why you didn't see him. Because being red is the most recognizable thing mm. about him. But, Mike, you have another question for us. Oh, yes. It's a trivia question. Oh. Let's do it. Now, remember, it's not who's right. It's who's the least wrong that's important with this one. very true. Are you ready for the trivia question? being the least wrong. Please distribute the cards accordingly with your sharp hair. We got one here. <clears throat> Early in the. Uh oh. That's up. Oh. Right, that's the. I'm gonna call it a late sound cue, Devin. <laughs> Pretty ominous. Uh, goodness me. Early in their career, this MCU star played a minor role in the popular crime drama series, Chips. Okay, all of our answers are in the uh, bucket <laughs> behind us. I wasn't on screen when I pointed forward. But, uh, <laughs> so pointed at nothing. We'll reveal the answer at the end of the episode. And uh, leave your answers in the comments below. Don't don't research it. Just they're stay on this video. It. Don't click away. Surprisingly, they all get it right, but they're yeah. pretty good about <laughs> it. A bunch of Boy Scouts. Yeah. But first, we want to take a minute to talk about uh, one of our sponsors of this episode, BetterHelp. Mm -hmm. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? If so, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counseling counselors who are specialized in issues such as depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, family check, conflicts, check, LGBT check, matters, check. grief, <laughs> self-esteem, and more. <laughs> and uh, anything that you might have heard about BetterHelp, just know that they've done a really good job like listening to feedback and mm -hmm. making necessary changes. So you can connect with your professional counselor in safe and private online environments. Anything that you share is of course confidential and it's very, very convenient. You can get help at your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. And if you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time at no additional charge. But best of all, it's truly affordable and debrief listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code ROCKS stars and something to keep in mind this is not a crisis line this is proactive mental health so if you are in a moment of crisis there are other resources to go through for that but this is a good way to get a step ahead of ever getting to that point uh so why not get started today just go to betterhelp.com rockstars simply fill out a questionnaire and get matched with a counselor that you'll love betterhelp.com rockstars yeah therapy yeah therapy mm -hmm. uh now sam there's some other news that came out this week what did you yes think? Ooh, this week we found out that angelina jolie the queen herself is in talks to star an upcoming MCU Eternals movie. We've heard about mm. this one for a little bit. It's going to be written by Matthew and Ryan Furpo, who wrote a popular blacklist script called Ruin, and directed uh, by Chloe Zhao, who comes from the indie film world. The Eternals look like people, look like humans, and they are very powerful and basically live forever. It's very. This is one of the most convoluted characters I've ever read about <laughs> in Marvel comics, but they they're coming forever? to the big screen. They're huh? called Eternals. Yes. They live forever? Oh, Get yes. Out. And their stories are <laughs> limited, though. They were created by a cosmic being called the Celestials. You know Star-Lord's dad, Ego, the Living Planet, who was that was established. Uh, we found out he was a Celestial in the MCU in Guardians right. of the Galaxy yeah, Volume yeah. 2. Now, the Eternals are mostly good guys for the most part, and the Celestials also created the Deviants, who are... Yeah, they're they're ugly guys. They're mostly bad guys too. And Get Thanos, out. Uh, deviants. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> their art is so great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thanos is an eternal fun fact, but he has a few deviant genes in him. So that's uh, so he's okay. a mix of both. That's where he gets his more. That's why he's so violent powerful. Because he has both sides. Right? Oh yeah. yeah. So basically, in the comics, uh, the Celestials came to Earth and they created uh, modern day humans as well as deviants, and that actually sometimes led to uh, mutants, depending on what you're reading. And Eternals are the perfect man, and that led to. 
many controversies in the comics, but you can go and do that research for yourself if cool. you'd like to. Yeah, The no. Perfect Man, it's a complicated thing to state, but I will say they are on this panel right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we don't know much about the plot of this movie, but rumors are saying that it, uh, it will be a love story or at least involve a love story between two Eternals named Icarus and Cersei. Ooh. Now, how do we think these characters will fit in with the Avengers? They're so much more powerful, especially that someone like uh, Black Widow and Rhodey being on the oh, Avengers yeah. team, seeing characters like this that are literally Ooh. perfect, they might not be able to stack up. <laughs> so if we have Eternals, do we even need the Avengers? The answer is yes. Here's a quick one. But I do want to hear your points of view. It's just these these characters aren't that well known. Uh, the Icarus is, I can see the inspiration when it comes from Greek mythology. Uh, but overall, they are not that well known. I hope that they lead into, because in the comics, sometimes they lived on Earth. Mm-hmm. And I kind of hope that it's just like, no, the Celestials just made them on Titan. And Titan is a different planet. Oh, and they I live see. there. But now they're going to, there are some maybe survivors out there. And they're going to come to Earth. And that's how our characters But maybe made. you're asking, like, in terms of, like, scale. Like, if you have characters that are essentially gods, which we've seen in, like, mm-hmm. the DCU and the DC Comics, a lot of these characters are essentially gods. We have the new gods in the DC Comics, which Jack Kirby created before going to Marvel to create basically the equivalent in the Marvel world. Yes. Um, we but have American if you gods. Have, yeah, American gods. Yeah. And, and didn't Neil Gaiman, you he, said, did, he did write a volume of Eternals. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have, like, these characters who are, like, perfect godly beings, does that, is it less interesting to see a character who can, uh, has omnipotence? As opposed to characters who are a bit more grounded, like Black Widow and Rhodey and <laughs> Impotence. Yeah. Say it, say it. Hawkeye. Hawkeye, Hawkeye yeah. None well, of this makes sense. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, for that part of, of the question you just asked, uh, yeah, they need each other, right? Like, you can't you can't have power without weakness, right? You can't have light without mm-hmm. dark. You need to see that parent. In fact, I think that parent is very interesting to see together, right? The, um, the storylines of, you know, a single person. I mean, just have the the image of, for some reason, you know, the end of Eternals 3, uh, and you see all the Eternals lined up, and for some reason, um, you know, they they are unable to achieve something, and little Rhodey just dragging his his little oh, body across the field. He's got biomechanical structures. No, not in Eternals 3. They, they got chewed off uh, uh, by the children. And so, like, he's the one that can, like, actually achieve it and, and save the day at the end. That matters so much more because something that a man can do that a god can't is actually more impressive than a god doing it. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, yeah. hear. I feel yeah. like we've sort of seen something like this before. I mean, the concept really is having gods that don't understand Earth or like the mm. ins and outs or the daily occurrences of Earth trying to adapt and learn for the first time. But that was Thor, the that's first Thor. movie. That's Thor, so Aquaman like, in a yeah. way, uh, it, Wonder Woman as well. It makes sense why you want to ask this question because if the Eternals show up, it's like maybe the Avengers could finally take a vacation. It's not just Hawkeye going to the beach with his kids but like uh, but at the same time like you bring up the best point where it's like in Avengers 2 they do a really good I think they do an okay job showing why Hawkeye is important on the team where it's like you do need that kind of like person who's willing to put everything on the dad. line you need a dad you need a dad a dad because it's also like maybe Thor if he got his stuff together he could be like the ultimate Avenger and just kind of yeah. save the earth by himself any fool can be a Hawkeye there a real go. man your daddy there you, go. you say hot guy if you are hard enough anybody can I am interested to see how they uh, expand the the Marvel Cinematic Universe because with Captain Marvel they introduced us more to the Kree and they showed us uh, a more mm. cosmic side. This could be a more like godlike and maybe magical. There's a couple different elements that you can dive into and also the scale of this will be a lot bigger. So yeah. it would be interesting. I do have a question though. If we do take it out from Earth and we go into say the you know, Titans and we go out into the celestial v- void, is that do you become less interested in that? I do. Yeah. Like when when 
Vision came into the scene. I remember thinking, like, he's too much of a god. He's not captivating or interesting. And I'm sorry, Vision heads. I've never been interested <laughs> in the MCU version of Vision as much as I love Paul Bettany. I think I felt this way in the third act of Captain Marvel, too, when characters are yeah. too powered up. The only way I think introducing cosmic things is interesting to see in a movie for me is if they have like a sense of humor about it, the way they did in the with Guardians Kree. of the Galaxy movies. With with the the Mod brought yeah. up earlier American Gods, which is such yeah. an interesting idea because of gods. Being depleted of their um, immortality. But but also just being forced to, to interact on such a mortal level, like that becomes much more interesting, yeah. Well, yeah, because they could only, they were losing power because no one was worshipping gods anymore because yeah. everyone was mm-hmm. not becoming non-believers. And so unless you were worshipping them, they lost power. I think that right. was cool. Or unless you were a new god-like technology, I think. Whatnot, oh yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah. New you're, gods, you're, yeah. you're threatened. Also, there's an idea of like maybe there's a new generation of Eternals, like unlike the American gods, new gods. But these are like we need this person to be able to keep the Eternal line going because right mm-hmm. now they seem pretty decimated in the MCU because Thanos maybe killed them. He also said that they may have went gone extinct, but I think maybe Thanos <laughs> gave him a little nudge that direction. So mm-hmm. hey, it's it's gonna be interesting. But we got some more news for you, Philip. Yeah. Phil. Oh yeah. Uh, you guys want to know? Yeah, you but, were telling us about this featurette that came yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was Phil, watching it earlier. When when you guys walked in, uh, we're waiting. It, it doesn't add a lot what of new it? footage, but actually we like watched a lot and <laughs> we we did uh, uh, discover something in there. So okay, so this is an interesting Avengers tidbit. Uh, Marvel released this featurette called "We Lost," um, which I like that they're you know just admitting mm-hmm. that finally. Um, it features Kevin Feige and some of the stars of Endgame just reflecting on the big loss that the characters experienced at the end of Infinity War. It doesn't show new footage, but. We did notice that when Robert Downey Jr. is speaking, he seems to be sitting on the set of Shuri's lab in Wakanda. Oh. Now, it's possible that this was shot a very long time ago, like during Infinity War, and you know that's not as big a deal. Yeah. But it's also very possible that he's shooting Endgame, and he happens to be at the lab in yes. Wakanda, which is very interesting, because why? Why would it be at uh, Shuri's lab? Okay, so if you remember, Eric did a video actually a while back uh, that's Vision still alive? Uh, question yes, mark. Vision still alive. Confirmed, right. question mark, Confirmed question theories. All right. Uh, we also threw out some theories just in general about Shuri's work with Vision during Infinity War. We don't really see exactly what she does during it, but she's mm. you know this brilliant uh, like techno scientist. She could have maybe uploaded his consciousness somewhere and Possible. potentially saved him Possible, that way because yeah. you can download Vision for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but also it just like, saves his Jarvis. Dot Jarvis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, I mean mm-hmm. that is kind of and you strike yeah. it with lightning or something. Uh, <laughs> there also is the concept of maybe she put like a tracker or some sort of uh, a way to track the Mind Stone. Oh yeah. Which Thanos oh. now has, so that'd be a way to potentially find Thanos. Uh, but and then you know obviously we found out earlier that she passed away. R.I.P. Love you, baby. Uh, but uh, if that happened then she wasn't able to tell anyone that she did that uh-huh. um kind of reminds me of uh, miss calendar and buffy uh she knows a secret to getting angel soul back and then he kills her uh uh-huh. so uh what do you guys think <laughs> uh why might iron man be there do you think it's for one of the reasons i said or am i overthinking it is he in costume there or is that just what he dresses like these days he did <laughs> yeah. wear those glasses in the movie i feel like yeah. or a version of those glasses it looks- he's wearing makeup he always got it. I mean, got this is all in real that life. <laughs> this is all real. Robert Downey Jr. has just RDJ. become Tony Stark. For sure. <laughs> I like the idea of it being Vision because Vision's great, and I didn't know it. Philip, I think he had a sort of small stroke in the middle of that statement when he said Vision was an interesting character. I'll just put that I out there. Yeah. Was, sorry, he's sorry. a failure he's of an adaptation. Sorry, Eric, I'm just mad now. Um, <laughs> he's a great character. <laughs> but I do it. like the idea of him being like an AI within the system that could be used, going back to his Jarvis days, and kind of helping the team either build like their new Avengers armor, maybe they know something, oh, sure, yeah. maybe they'll help... He'll 
he'll help them navigate mm-hmm. through the time vortexes to go back in time and bring them back. Yeah. Being like, if you guys are familiar with sliders, bringing them back to you know the current universe. There's a lot of different ways you can go about it. But again, Vision, great character, putting that out there. Glad we all agree. Yeah, putting it out there. We don't all agree. We, do. we don't. I. Uh, it's it's hard when it comes to like, can they reboot Vision? Is that possible? Because Vision, one of the ingredients for him is the Mind Stone. If the Mind Stone's gone or destroyed, he like, where is Vision's soul? Is it inside the computer or is mm. it inside the Mind Stone? Where is the human soul? Is it in the chest or the head? Or Does is Vision it have another soul? plane? Do any of us or have is souls? He like a I person don't. from Alaska. <laughs> I lost mine. <laughs> if you find my soul, please, I need it. I can't the bottom sleep. of your shoes. Uh, I, I think, if anything, one of the theories <laughs> I had in that video you talked about is that Vision could still be in the Mind Stone. Because that seemed to be like the most important piece to his identity. There's, mm. It contains uh, an AI. The, yeah, the I mean, I mean, we're complicating that, but essentially, if, is that his brain? Because if so, like our consciousness is in our brain, but right? But yeah. his brain is just data, isn't it? He's I think that was the are yeah. we just data. data? <laughs> I'm data. I want to be a data. Well, they were trying to extract it Sorry. safely, so there must have been a way that vision could still be vision without the mind stone stuck up there. That's right. Yeah. It's just you and I now. The rest of the people in the room. Uh, the camera just folds. Uh, yeah, I I do like this idea of she. You know, when she was swiping away different neural connections to the mind stone on her hollow projection, maybe. <laughs> Not all these uh, soundboard editions <laughs> are oh, nice. great. <laughs> I like the soundboard making references to things that you definitely only get if you saw them. Right. <laughs> I like the soundboard having a, a soul. The soundboard has soul. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you. And it just takes just a second to get <laughs> going. Yeah. Got warm yeah. up. <laughs> I think the uh, it might be interesting if she's able if they find some kind of like hidden message somewhere in her computer and that leads them to the next step whether it's figuring out how the infinity stones work how to build quantum armor or how to bring down thanos or where the the stones are yeah maybe iron man is in shuri's lab because he's realized oh my god you had all of this intelligence and i wasn't privy to it i'm gonna supercharge myself big that's it just jacks all her stuff again i really want a gundam size iron man suit just one time in this movie right before he dies i'm not against it right Mm. but made out of vibranium so it's just like oh my god it sounds awesome Yep. That does sound awesome. Uh, uh, Maude was telling me about Game of Thrones stuff, and I wanted to tell you guys about it. Oh. It's not a coinciding that I'm wearing this dress because I am Mother of Dragons. George R. R. <laughs> R. Martin's actually commented uh, on Game of Thrones recently, noting that the end of his book series is going to be completely different to this finale. They have go- whooshed, they've gone different roads. Okay. One's taken the King's Road, the other one hasn't taken the road yet because he hasn't <laughs> written about it. <laughs> so this week we're going to do something a little bit different and speculate about the books. Now consider this your spoiler warning for the book series. If you haven't read them, you're not going to read them, don't want to know about it, zip. So assuming George R. R. Martin finishes the last two books, uh-huh. there's a, there's an old, alternate universe version of Westeros. A universe, so if you don't know the books, um, Catelyn Stark is resurrected as Lady Stoneheart, like what Sir Beric Dondarrion has done. So she doesn't actually die, die, even though she's dead. Um, And then, yeah, uh, Ollie, he's not even in the books. That never happened. Um, There was a bunch of other stuff. 
Yeah, there's uh, like other, Targaryen. Yeah, another potential like a Targaryen that could have the right to the throne. There's yeah, a plot kind of to try to take back the Iron Throne by marrying Elia Martell's son to Daenerys. Mm. Yeah, uh, that is in the works. We don't know if Jon Snow comes back because that's a cliffhanger. Yeah. Or he yeah. dresses a woman and he goes to high school again. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. lot of weird stuff there. <laughs> well, it wasn't Sansa at Winterfell that was married to. That's Bob. right. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Bunch of yeah. stuff. Um, actually, while we were talking about Jon Snow, because you know he's. I feel like they kind of combined characters, a and characters yeah. amalgamate yes, and put them together. Jon Snow is interesting here to bring him up and back again because when the books stopped, that's when Jon Snow was resurrected. So anything after yeah. that, that's all new terrain. Well, actually, before he got mm-hmm. resurrected, so I don't even know if he does come back. Right. Just yeah, that's a TV show um, thing that they made. So there's a lot of speculations to be happening with the books. What do you personally think that George R. R. Martin would cook up? What do you think his brain would do? That would differ from the series. I, I gotta wonder, just knowing like how long he's taken to do this, is it doesn't it feel like maybe he's what he's gonna cook up is whatever they don't do on the show and whatever the audience is kind of like. I wish they had ended it like this, and he's like, "Funny, you should say that." <laughs> that <laughs> was me my two years. Idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I my gut is saying that it's not gonna be so focused on the White Walkers in the books. Because currently they're known as the others. There's far more mystery around the others in the books than we don't. There's no knight. There's the Knights King, which is a completely mm. different character mm. in the books. But the Night King, as we saw him at Hardhome, and as we learned about his origin in season six, and as he's targeted John at the Frozen Ice Lake in season seven, that all of that is an invention of the show. Now George R. R. Martin has been a consultant and a producer on the show, but he's not like sitting there writing scripts. I don't think he's breaking season stories. I mean Benioff and Weiss are checking in with him but these this is really their story from mm. here on out and I have a feeling the books are going to be centered more about the world that George R. R. Martin created which is more like a fictionalized version of the dark medieval history and basing things off of how awful people really can be in their pursuit of power I, I retched reading one particular scene when Theon was north of the wall, there was like maggots in a body. Anyway, oh, uh, oh, it was hard, hard to read. Um, yeah, the neck was moved. Anyway, anyway. Um, oh, I, the, the biggest difference between the show and the books is obviously the books have like 90 times more characters yeah. and the TV show has to sort of streamline it, hence combining two characters to and shaving off big chunks of side story. So I think he's going to kind of look at a much bigger picture and use all of the characters in said Game of Thrones. So... It's, it's a tricky one. You're right. It's not as focused. It's more about like the Cersei Danny story yeah. mm-hmm. um, in the books. Uh, I mean, you should have told the story before. Now my focus is the show. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Everyone it's like, says. Yeah. yeah. Usually I love reading a book before I have, before I see anything because I want to read it and build my own mind around it and I don't get to do that anymore. Right. Yeah. It's an interesting point you guys made, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, about just like there, there being just less characters on the show. I mean, obviously that's kind of what we were talking about with the Avengers earlier. We're like, that's by design. It's harder to tell a story in that short time. But I also do wonder if that means that, you know, we've kind of been tidying up the, the battles of like, who's going to win uh, the, the Iron Throne? and it's been like well it's only like three people left that it could maybe be and I wonder if in the books it's actually gonna be like that's gonna be 
like the equivalent of a world war like mm. just all these different um you know sigils colliding basically like that uh, that's interesting to me that he has po- room for so much more politics yeah mm-hmm. and it's i, I am definitely going to be interested to see where he goes with this i kind of think like in a show that also has a, a very big following like lost like a lot of people were upset with like the last season where they had to wrap up so much but if he has two more two more books you can really kind of take yeah. all the stories you have maybe introduce like one or two more mysteries but kind of just like wrap it all up in a nice way while also paying tribute to the characters that people like from the books and you just didn't have a chance to introduce or even he would never have a chance to explore on the tv show so mm. if he does it it will be interesting you know what though it's george rr R. martin i reckon he's going to kill a dragon not just turn one he's going to kill another one yeah, yeah right mm-hmm. at least well, the show might too but uh speaking of uh, game of thrones news in general remember i said westeros weekly is coming back on monday yeah okay. okay so here's some details and some stuff you guys are going to find interesting i feel like that would have been perfect for a soundboard moment by the by but <laughs> it's fine Ka-chow, yes. <laughs> indeed. It's going to be hosted by you me and Eric this blink. year. Uh, Mod is going to come by and do some fun stuff on it. Uh, but this is kind of what's important. It's also going to be a podcast. Hopefully, it'll be available for you guys uh, to you know drive home to and ponder about. Uh, Westeros Weekly is going to be the name of the entire audio feed for all of our new Rockstars Game of Thrones coverage. This is what I think is gonna be exciting for a lot of you guys. So it's gonna be Westeros Weekly, the Q&A show on Monday afternoons. Uh, But we're also going to do on the podcast, the episode breakdowns that Eric is gonna do. Just they're gonna show up later in the week. Um, And then also we'll do like some special bonus episodes every once in a while, but that'll also be on the feed. So our Game of Thrones coverage is gonna be, this part I feel like I always have to say, we're gonna do YouTube videos. It's gonna be the same thing. We're not gonna do any less YouTube videos, but Westeros Weekly and some other Game of Thrones content is gonna appear earlier on the podcast that's what i think is really interesting for you guys so we know that you want our game of thrones coverage as soon after sunday night as you can possibly get it and since we're actually able to finish the audio part a lot faster than the video we actually are going to be able to get you the breakdown sooner. We've like never been able to solve yeah, that problem yeah. of getting you a breakdown sooner, but we realized we can adjust the writing a little bit. Uh, and Make then, everyone close their eyes. And just yeah, listen. exactly. <laughs> Instead of imagine, uh, they can imagine the moon face. Yeah. Uh, and then you guys will just get it sooner on the podcast. So that's a great reason to go and subscribe to the podcast if you just aren't going to be able to wait. Just keep in mind that the content uh, is not going to be the same as the feed that you're getting right now. If you're listening to this podcast, you need to go separately and subscribe to the westeros weekly podcast and that's gonna have westeros weekly and the breakdowns and anything else we do so you can go do that right now the four of us are here waiting yes go ahead mm-hmm. go yeah. ahead oh all right Rodney, Rodney. thank Great. you yes oh. yeah, yeah. allison yes. allison allison yeah well while we wait for that let's talk about Zack snyder for a second because he yes. spoke on a panel this week and went off on a rant <laughs> that you've all tweeted to me defending the choice to have batman kill people in batman v superman and saying uh-huh. that people who didn't believe batman was a killer were living in an effing dream world <laughs> Charming. As a refresher, <laughs> Batman has killed before in the Tim Burton Batman yeah. movies and earlier Batman comics, but he has come to be known and accepted as a character who does not kill people. Then, Zack Snyder came along and directed Batman v Superman, which comes out in 2016, and he runs over people with his car and kills a bunch of people <laughs> in a warehouse. So, so people with them, they shouldn't yeah. have been bad people then. They, that's, and they worked in the way. Some of is them are probably undercover cops. Uh, some of them just <laughs> need a good defense attorney. Well, since this is back in the news this week, we thought we would weigh in. So I think we have two questions here. Number one, do you agree, you and you, with Zack Snyder, who seems to be saying that if Batman slash Bruce Wayne were real, he would kill people? And number two, do you want to see the version of Batman that kills, or do you prefer the version of Batman that is murder-free? Kicking it off, let's go ahead and dive into it. First, he's a 
fictional character. So he can <laughs> yeah. do whatever he wants. He can come up with every gadget and doodad and whatnot and magic pressure point that does not kill people. So no, he does not need to murder people. If you want grounded movies about fictional people in latex, I don't know, there's a million of those. You can go get those somewhere else. Well, Watch Sin City. There the, you go. The thing about Batman is that his whole shtick is he likes to teach people a lesson. How's he going to teach someone a lesson <laughs> if he kills them? Yeah. That's the greatest yeah. lesson and, of all. And don't have any gadgets. <laughs> like, if you're just going to kill people, just have a gun. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't worry about the smoke bomb or the, the grappling hook. If you just, just have a lot of just, different yeah. guns. <laughs> um, I hear Zack Snyder's argument that, like, yeah, this guy mm-hmm. existed. He probably would. He's a psychopath. They dress up as a bad. He watches parents die. He doesn't have superpowers, though. Yeah. I, I, but I think my the reason I disagree with Snyder is, like, there is a point to where this is the soul of the character who he doesn't want to kill people, but really for like, there's a structural reason. It's more enjoyable the fact that he doesn't kill the rogues gallery because that creates a system where they go back and forth round and round and round forever. And if he can just kill people, then yeah, what would stop him just putting a bullet in the head of the Joker mm. in the penguin yeah, and two faces in a museum? Yeah. Right. Uh, right. The other one. That's yeah, it, yeah. But like, it's more fun if he doesn't kill people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, but, but I, again, I also, I agree with the, so you had two questions there. The first question, uh, would Batman be killing people if he was real? I think absolutely, yes, he totally would by accident, right? Like, <laughs> like he oh, does. Battering was too sharp. Yeah, I mean, or, like throws or, a batarang at Flash, and you know how many uh, people who weren't Flash he killed when he did that? Like a lot of Barry Allen's like, yeah, graves. Exactly. <laughs> Anybody with Barry Allen in the phone book is dead now. But really quick, also, it, he's not taking into account any health hazards. Like in a most recent run of Daredevil, Daredevil actually punches someone in the back of the head. They have an aneurysm because they had a blood clot, and they die. They die, and that there's no way, there's no mechanism or back computer that could measure someone right. having yet. a health problem yet. <laughs> Give it a couple of years. So I agree well, he, with you. There's, he he yeah. would be doing it by accident. And they had an asthma attack. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, yeah. oh god. Oh, I'm like, oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> or, or they're they're injured so bad they can't. They, they walk with like kind of a limp. I mean, what kind of quality of life are we talking in there? Kaiser Sozo. So, uh, so I think that even though I said that he would totally do it, I, I do commit to by accident because of what you kind of glossed over for a second but his his thing that that was the thing that broke him was watching his parents die in front of him to him death is like the the worst Worst thing thing. that you can do if he's the dark knight is trying to bring justice to gotham then he doesn't consider death justice right He, Mm -hmm. he thinks that that is the ultimate injustice but also another flip side could be for him killing people is that he is supposed to strike fear into people's hearts and he doesn't want to create any more orphans and and so in his head it's only he's saving all the good boys and girls who might lose their parents from criminals mm-hmm. and not thinking about the children of these criminals that they're killing because they, they made the decision to be criminals in the first place. But have you met kids, the criminals? Yeah. How many uh, kids are also... <laughs> yeah. No, uh, also, how's the death penalty working out as a deterrent? You know, uh, like, like, we don't have time to solve yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not even saying whether or not I'm pro or against it, but I just mean like deterrent of like some bad is going to show up and kill me? I'm probably good. Mm-hmm. It seems and, random. But also what I would like... No, it's a fictional character you can do whatever you want. Grant Morrison, one of the greatest writers in comic book history and one of the best Batman writers wrote that's just like, adults seem to disconnect with the point of these stories that even children understand is that they're fiction. So they're allowed to do whatever they want. They can be anything they want. They could be in other universes, other dimensions, and they can visit any character they want. Superman and Batman can exist in one place because it is fiction. So you say don't apply logic to things. You can apply <laughs> enough so that we can still enjoy engage. It. Okay. And, yeah. and, and I mean, we do have to hold back on logic in the first place to enjoy the story in the first place. It's called Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay. yeah, not what? Moonface. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Um, but we need to move on to another Yeah, thing. just real quick uh, before we actually move on, I, I want to give a quick uh, thank you to Audible for sponsoring this video. Audible has that insane selection of audiobooks, including Game of Thrones. The last season is coming up, but if you haven't read the books yet, it's actually a great way for you to discover a lot more of those details yeah. we're talking about in Game of Thrones in the books. I actually personally used Audible to listen to all of the audiobooks myself. They're narrated by this really great British actor, Roy Detrice. Uh, and he does way better voices than I do. Uh, almost Eric level voices. Uh, they, uh, but honestly, like like some of them are like the definitive uh, version of, of these characters for me. Uh, and in general, the audiobooks are just a great way to learn about anything while you're at the gym or in a waiting room for waiting for your child to be born or, you know, cleaning. Uh, just like some of you guys actually right now are listening to this episode. You guys obviously uh, would love Audible. So you can get started with a 30-day trial when you go to audible.com slash rockstars. Again, it's audible.com slash rockstars, A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash, do you guys know how to spell rockstars? R-O-C-K-S-T-A-R-S. Great. You can also text the word rockstars to 500-500 if you prefer, because, you know, kids be texting. I'm listening Mm. to book 10 of the Dresden Files currently. There you go. Welcome. I also just, I mean, I did Game of Thrones for Audible, but ever since then, like, you get credits all the time, so I've just, every book I'm ever curious about, I just, like, kind of buy it on Audible, which they give you every month. Yeah. It's yeah, great. it's great. Well, yeah. in other news, uh, some other headlines that we saw this week, Game of Thrones will actually air a two-hour documentary after the finale. It's going to be called Game of Thrones The Last Watch, and it will go behind the scenes for make the, the making of the final season. Mm. So that's exciting. Yay. And uh, we also learned this week, another Game of Thrones news, that the prequel series <laughs> cast five new actors this week. That's one that has Naomi Watts in it. Mm-hmm. It's taking, we don't, we're not sure if that is the uh, story of Valyria, but uh, they're moving ahead in it, so we'll have something else to talk about. I think they're that's going to come faster than, than we think, because anytime they're announcing casting, they're actually not announcing that they are already in production, most likely. Yeah, what if that documentary is actually just a placeholder for the new oh, series? Yeah, it'll just oh, yeah. <laughs> we can dream. Um, also, we talked about this earlier, but Avengers Endgame runtime is confirmed as 182 minutes. It's three hours and two minutes. Oof. The longest MCU runtime yet. Also, The, the longest l- movie ever. Ever made, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's going to be a lot of movie for us to sit through use a bathroom before don't get big drinks um and uh, other news this excited me guys Werner Herzog I knew be. you would have an impression of Werner Herzog <laughs> be a villain in Star Wars series the Mandalorian he's gonna be the bad guy uh this guy's awesome he has like my favorite Parks and Rec cameo ever uh his voice sounds so villainous yeah talk about striking awesome. fear in my heart <laughs> Just, okay, every time I see him yeah. um in other news uh Apple announced a new streaming service called Apple TV plus it's gonna be featuring a reboot of uh, Spielberg's Amazing Stories series. It's like a Which Twilight was great. Zone I, I type series. I did grow up on some of those and they, yeah. they are like almost like Twilight Zone or mm. Black Mirror but softer and like kind of like yes. more like... Some like, are more up- uplifting. Yeah, a little and, yeah. more San Junipero. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, they have a bunch of other scripted and unscripted content. It's going to launch in May so mm. it's it's right around the corner. Um, and regarding <laughs> New Mutants, remember that Uh-oh. movie? Remember that? Nope. Uh, Maisie Williams, Arya Stark, who stars in this movie, said, quote, who knows when the F that's gonna come out. Did she censor herself? She didn't, but we did here. Okay, I was surprised you didn't have an Aria impression. Oh, I, I don't that's know. That's devastating. I can't do an Aria actually, impression. Yeah. yeah, I'm terrible. I can't do them all. I'm not the man. I'm not uh, Michael Winslow. Let us know if you're disappointed in Eric in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> they, you know, they don't need your direction for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but we have uh, a lightning round moving on. Yay. Yes, yes. Game, game, game. There, oh, there it is. 
so do we have our lightning round questions oh. anywhere? Uh, oh, they're going to be on uh, prompter. Philip's going to okay. read them at us, and we got to answer. All right. Without so uh, you guys tweeted these questions. You guys, uh, we're going to have them up on the screen here, and I'm going to fire them at my co-hosts, who are going to answer them as quickly and without hesitation as possible. Are we ready? Yeah. Maybe. Yes. Avengers assemble. At Zachy Wacky. Okay, so I'm just going to pick who these are for. Yes. Tr- Okay, sure. Okay. Uh, uh, at uh, mod uh, at Zacky Wacky sixty nine. What's the nerdiest pickup line? Just don't do it. Boom. Just don't do it. Don't do them. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're still going to. <laughs> uh, uh, Sam at KK zero seven four. If Deadpool got dusted, would he still come back to life? You Ooh. know, because of his mm, powers. Yeah. Probably, but it won't be a good time for him. Oh, that was well, <laughs> just slowly dust really? coming back together. <laughs> oh, uh, Eric at Chidi Shovel fourteen. Isn't Captain America just John Cena with a shield? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, that's all it takes. All right. Uh, at Ask for Seconds, uh, for me, uh, FMK, Thanos, Dr. Evil, or Gregor Clegane? Dr. Evil? What is that? <laughs> you, have to, you have to climb I, I, Clegane I mean, like I, a mountain. I, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. baby. I have to marry uh, Dr. Evil because he's got $1 million. <laughs> uh, I have to kill Thanos because he did everybody wrong and he's also slightly thicker than me and I want to be the thickest. Uh, and then, yeah, you climb Gregor like like a mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Uh, let's say Sam. Uh, at not Alexandra, if you could pick one character from any of the Marvel TV shows to join the Avengers, who would it be? Daredevil. Mm. Okay. Or Luke Cage. Oh, uh, no, it was one. Now Daredevil. they're both dead. Daredevil's good. Uh, Daredevil. Okay. Uh, you did that. Uh, Daredevil. Eric, at yes. Martin Pitt, how does becoming a wolf make Michael J. Fox better at <laughs> basketball? How old are our fans this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Pitt, uh, I think... Uh, oof. Uh, lightning, 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 uh, lightning. Wolves can uh, jump. They, they're more agile and uh, ferocious, and they racist. never give up. They got those hind legs. Yeah. <laughs> he Jeez. doesn't become a wolf. He becomes a werewolf. So All right. let's just uh, get our terms right. All right. Uh, I'm always at, uh, sick of uh, Skywalker 27. This one's for Sam Basher. Who would win in a foot race? Fat Barry Allen <laughs> or just Wilson Fisk? <laughs> oh, he got a lot of... Ooh, Wilson Fisk with no 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 adjustment. Yeah. <laughs> no, Isn't Wilson, Wilson Fisk's fate la- that, that big? That big yeah. Yeah. It's not like he can like, stab yeah. into the ground. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so like, like a T1000. So disproportionate. Barry Allen because he's got that quick metabolism. So I think yeah, he'll, he'll kind of burn that, that off. Yeah, quick. burn it off. All right, for me uh, at Salsi Verdna, uh, Vader versus Jon Snow. No force abilities and both get lightsabers. Who wins? I think Jon Snow immediately accidentally kills himself when he activates the lightsaber. What is it? Oh. This <laughs> broke. Uh, ask for seconds. This one's for boss. Uh, if you found out that your friends, let's say they are at Sam Basher, at Fimo, and at Mod Garrett, and they are, uh, had the secret identities of a scroll, a werewolf, and a host from Westworld, okay. who would have what trait? Okay, so um, uh, Sam would have a werewolf. And why? Uh, uh, because he just oh, called me out on, on making the, the <laughs> distinction between wolf and werewolf from a moment ago. Yeah. He, was very yeah, and he knows a lot about Speaking werewolf. Speaking from personal uh, experience. Uh, Maude would be a host of Westworld. No, uh, no wrong. Because Scroll, art of because I'm Australian and we have Australian accents oh, now. Oh, that's, that's true. We didn't learn that the natural away. accent. <laughs> is, oh, yeah, okay. So that would make uh, Philip a host of Westworld uh, just by process of elimination. <laughs> and the other two had opinions. That's yeah. <laughs> Man, that 
reminds Thank me you. of so many social situations where they're like, and Philip's also there. <laughs> uh, all right, speaking of Philip, uh, for me at Obi Wan Baloney, uh, in episode 2F09, when Itchy plays Scratchy Skeleton like a xylophone, he strikes the same rib twice in succession, yet he produces two clearly different tones. I mean, what are we to believe? That this is some sort of magic xylophone or something? Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that this whole question is a reference, but it's because the first time he does damage to it and hollows out the rib, mm. and the second time it produces a different tone. At Mod Garrett, oh, your question. at Davy Backward Dab, Backwards Dab, Backward Dab, <laughs> Backward Dab. <laughs> Davey Backward no Dab. Uh, what way. would be Sam's nightmare <laughs> cosplay to dress up as? What would your nightmare no, no, cosplay? You don't really have. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a flock of colorful birds. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Sam, you can say that now, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. on the Patreon. <laughs> you don't get that free. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, for those of you on the podcast, what's up? Uh, and then uh, let's say for all of us, uh, why is it real quick? At Jonesy86, what is the most valuable piece of nerd merch you own? Mm-hmm. Sam, you start. Oh. I have Darth Vader's lightsaber. Oh, I got a Firestorm uh, figurine, and it's real pretty. And I it lights got, up. Uh, a Spider-Man in uh, Avengers Infinity War zip-up onesie unitard. <laughs> uh, I have a, uh, a recreation of Ice, the sword from Game of Thrones. Oh. Did you recreate it? Yeah, it cost <laughs> me everything. <laughs> <laughs> and when they melted it down to make Timor, you're like, no. <laughs> I can't afford this. <laughs> Kill. Uh, well, now comes the time for a 15-second shout-out where each of us has 15 seconds to shout-out, plug, ramble about anything we want. What's our 15-second shout-out sound effect? Uh, oh, a four okay, second yeah, sound yeah. effect. Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Another reference to a time gone by. There you go. Last time I trusted someone. All right. I lost an eye. Yes. There we go. Someone's Check. having fun. Yeah. All right. Fifteen seconds. Sam. Okay. Uh, next week, if you tune in Tuesday to my Twitter account at Sam Basher, I've been working on a, long, a project for the past like six ish months, and my brain's been melting, and I really want to show it to you. So fi- uh, on Tuesday, you will know what it is. So please watch it and then subscribe to what it is. Thank you. Oh, surprises. Mm-hmm. Friday, April 5th, I'll be joined by these three wonderful people and several other funny nerds in Los Angeles uh, for the April edition of Darkest Timeline Comedy at the Acme Theater in North Hollywood. It's going to be super fun. It's going to be kind of like a weird birthday show, a real vanity project. Uh, but ticket uh, info er- Eric's is on Eric's birthday. Yeah. Br- yeah, <laughs> yeah my birthday. You didn't mention it's your birthday. Uh, just everyone's birthday. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll see there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, my shout out, I'm going to do two. Uh, first off, uh, it's quick. I'll just say Pen15. It's so good. It's my favorite thing yeah. ever. Uh, oh, two, uh, shout out to IMDb. Why don't you go on there and see where you can get Eric Voss credited as uh, <laughs> just on, on any project. I don't think it needs to be a Marvel project. I think everything you can get Eric Voss credited on. Let us know what it is. Cannonball Run 2. Yeah. Cool. Mine, I've been doing this show for nearly two years now, and this is the first time I've ever brought up that I have a Patreon, so I figured I've earned my time, and sure here we go. Patreon.com forward slash Geek Bomb. Nice. Uh, the Patreon funds that we have is the only reason why Geek Bomb is still up and running. I don't put it in my pocket. I literally put it back into the company and pay my contributors. And I pay my contributors better than a lot of companies in LA. So, you know, I'm supporting good, 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 good things. Uh, Sam Basher and I have a Smodcast coming out season two. And until we hit uh, the Patreon goal, which we are at 90% for, <sighs> we'll upload that new season um, when we hit that. So we're so close. Patreon.com forward slash Geek Bomb, please. Very cool. Alright guys, I think it's time to uh, almost wrap up, but we got to get to that trivia answer to find out who Ooh. dies today. Alrighty, so that question, one more time, was early in their career, this MCU star played a minor role in the popular crime drama series, Chips. Alright. Alright, I'm, I'm proud I of d- my answer, but... 
We got Mon over here with Mickey Rourke, and also you drew Mickey Mouse, which I feel like is two answers, so she should be disqualified. <laughs> Done. Mi Mickey Mouse was the guest Someone member. put their bitch pants on today, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but they look great. Thank you. They are too tight. <laughs> uh, Philip says Benicio del Toro. Oh, my guess, Benicio del Toro. Uh, Sam says Lou Ferrigno or Finn Jones. Which... Finn Jones wasn't born in the early yeah. seven, uh, late Iron 70s. Iron Fist needs 80s. his love. Finn Jones. <laughs> as a, an infant, hundred uh, percent wasn't born. Chips. He was a baby riding on the back yeah. of one uh, of we're the gonna say Finn Jones is your guess. No. <laughs> oh, Eric reckons it's Samuel L. Jackson. That's is he cool. in the MCU? <laughs> Or is uh, a scroll uh, in the MCU? Finn Jones was a closer Oh guess. my god, guys. <laughs> We're all so wrong. Uh, I mean, Michelle I am, Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Some yeah. people describe Finn Star. Jones as the Michelle Pfeiffer oh. of the Marvel <laughs> Netflix That's true. shows. People do say that. They do say people have said it. I, Mickey guys, Rock starts with an M. I want to I wanna call out my... my my cuck-like thoughts for a second and realize that we all assumed <laughs> that the California Highway Patrol could only have men. I did. I, I kept saying he the whole time. We should have remembered that they accept all because the California Highway Patrol is very open-minded. Also featuring uh, demeaning female characters in the late 70s, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, if it was a small part. role in Chips, it probably wasn't a good one. I was thinking I of the we, new movie, which was mainly men. So. Yeah, we just played ourselves is what I mean. All right. Uh, Off-screen producer, you want to uh, help figure yeah, who, out? Yeah. Uh, who is the least we wrong? We all suck. Uh, who's the most like Michelle Pfeiffer? I will say Finn, Finn Jones. Jones. <laughs> I mean, on, like honestly, taking my stuff out of it for a second, Finn Jones. He's got features, man. Like it seems, it's pretty. He wasn't alive yeah, no when Jones the show was on. Mickey Rourke having Fair. similar hair to Mich Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, I guess lately Mickey Rourke does. All right, so that's mine. Mine. producer the who loses? Uh, who's the furthest? Lou Ferrigno or Finn Jones? Which again, two answers. Benicio del Toro or Samuel just between Jackson. Or Sam Jackson. Just saying that. Uh, the yeah. everyone else was of a similar generation, uh, and Finn Jones is just a dumb answer to put. <laughs> you probably <laughs> would have been more right if you just so put Lou Ferrigno. I yeah. stand by my answer. You gotta stand up and do Gif a shame. Right. So, uh, Wrongest answer. Uh, Finn Jones heads out there. Go ahead and support me in the comments because this is some BS. So Careful, Finn we Jones can't support us in the comments. Finn Jones fans <laughs> and Vision fans together, they'll both bore each other to death. <laughs> I'm attacked. <laughs> I, yeah. I am attacked. I feel and I think this is, again, BS, putting the, my stamp on it. All right. <laughs> Wait. Oh. oh, did you get Did you get the one I put in there a while back? Get out of jail free card. Yeah. Pick um, another gift of shame. And the person to your right has to do it. The winner has to which do it. Which I will it. say previously well, on screen, saved, on saved right. No, it's to my right. It Aww. goes to you. My right. And I, but I get to pick the gift of shame and I get to give it to you. So you yeah. get to do the snakes. Right. You it's hate Jesus. snakes. There's one around your wrist and neck. Mod does hate oh. So who does the goodbyes? Mod oh, also has I, to do the goodbyes. The Jones goodbyes. fan over here would. All right, and if you're listening to us on the podcast, check us out on Twitter at New Rockstars to see this gift of shame in action, as always. Uh, uh, but I drew this one. I was like, that's the worst snake I've ever seen. That's because I did it. <laughs> Get to the gift of shame. Uh, and give us go. a goodbye since you also won. <laughs> I mean, Finn Jones is the real winner here. I could do it. Thank you for watching. Thank you for watching and listening to this week's episode of Ah! The New Rockstars. I just want to thank me. <laughs> oh! 
<laughs> this is weird. <laughs> Sam Basha, uh, Sam Basha. Uh, Thank you. Sam Basha. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Voss at EA Voss. I've got dragons on my dress, so I wonder if that helps. Um, and then also we've got female here. Female, but I do want to say that the teleprompter says that my Twitter handle is at sus- sassy mama in LA. <laughs> From last week's guest, Yolanda uh, Machado. No, I mean, I wish I had that Twitter handle, but it was taken, so it's at female. Yeah. But also sassy mama. <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, reminder that this episode is in uh, audio and video form. Uh, you can find us on video at newrockstars.com sla- or youtube.com slash newrockstars. So we you can't can afford that audio. domain. <laughs> yeah, GoDaddy's really running yeah. us up the hill on it. Um, and you can find the audio anywhere you get your podcasts. But we'd really love if you use the Himalaya app. You can actually leave comments on the podcast uh, and it will support the show directly if you do that. Just took so care of the snakes, guys. You're welcome. So what are you doing in Australia? Well Saint done. Patrick. Uh, and Comment, tweet us at New Rockstars. falls apart. Like this video or podcast. Share it around. Subscribe to New Rockstars for deep dives and all the stuff you love. See you next week, guys. Bye.